0: um hum, 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 hum. hey how is everyone doing today welcome to the locker room podcast and as always how are you guys doing today we have a lot of incoming fight news that is happening as i speak this week on what's today july 19th 2023 wherever this episode may find you across the world but before we get into that, as always, like, subscribe, ring the bell, and all that jazz helps amazing people like yourself find the show and just get some incoming fight news. Now, before we get into it, this week we have an interesting movie coming out that I'm actually pretty excited to see. I'm going to go see it this Friday, um, July. What's that? July 21st, right after work, and Adobe Cinema and. First, even speaking on that note, if you guys have not tried the new Adobe Cinema in the theaters, you have to try it out. It is amazing. It is a actually a step up above the IMAX experience. I remember when I first watched the movie in IMAX, I could not go back to the regular, just the regular standard theaters. Like the sound quality is so subpar. It's kind of like uh, if you watch a movie and in, in your living room and you don't have like a sound bar or surround sound you can just really you can tell like the sound is just coming from one direction where imax just it just sounds like it's all around you now with the adobe cinema it's like adobe adobe yeah adobe cinema the the sound like uh, gives you the best experience it like rotates around you It's like a wave of music where IMAX, like you just hear it from everywhere with Adobe Cinema. It just feels like a a wave. So you're just that's that's how it is like water just going around you, except it's with sound. Give you a little preview on that. But I am watching um, Oppenheimer. I'm kind of excited and kind of nervous because it is three hours long. Oppenheimer. I have no idea what it's about. No, no, nothing about it. I I know I've seen the actor that is on the main cover of it and other movies. I forgot his name. He just has one of those faces. But yeah, Oppenheimer, excited to see that three hours long Adobe Cinema. And I'll give you guys the recap on that next week. Now, without further ado, this past weekend, oh, man, I mean, what to say? It, I, I said this before. It was not going to be the most exciting card of the week. Main event being Holly Holm taking on uh, Maria Bueno Silva. Um, she, Holly Holm, I got to give it to her. She is hanging in there at the age of forty-one. I just believe her time has finally come. Um, she just looked slow. Um, she just looked worn, and there's nothing to hang her. About that, where she had this young, hungry Silva just really going after it. I mean, she Holly Holmes is 41. This chick, uh, Mara Silva, is 31. I mean, she has a decade on her. And you know, the first round was kind of slow. Holly Holm doing the best that she could possibly do, uh, getting the clench, the grapple. Uh, you know, took her up against the cage and was just trying to kind of hold her hair, uh, hold her there. I uh, can't even talk there. Say that three times and doing her patented jabs. And then in the second round, uh, Silva kind of caught on to it. And, you know, Holly Holm kind of went for that head and arm, try to, you know, push up against the cage. And Silva, just showing her Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills, got her in the guillotine, a standing guillotine, while Holly Holm was trying to take her down and just really just cranked on it. And she actually got a standing tap from Holly Holm. She let it go before the referee even st- uh stood in. He couldn't even see the tap. And uh that was it for the second round. Uh so uh hats off to her. And I'll see where she goes from here. The the stats, not the greatest. Holly home threw 70 strikes, landed 50 silver on her end, threw 50, landed 31. I mean, it was overall, it was okay. I believe the fight of the night has to go to Jack Della Madalena, even though he fought a last-minute replacement in Bessel Hafez, who is 8-4, Jack, holy hell, ho, he had me nervous. He had us all nervous. So I've been clamoring for this guy to be possible future title contender for a long time, and with this late replacement, he looked rough. He was going for submissions where we know he's a stand-up guy, and he almost he almost got beat. He almost got beat trying to go for his submissions. This was probably the best-case scenario. When you almost get beat, but you squeak out a win, it really kicks you in the ass that you have to stand up, you have to put on your game, and you have to really just step it up because if you're performing like this against late replacements, I don't know how you're going to expect to be champion. It's just not really gonna be looking that great if you are just performing the way that he has this past Saturday night. So the only caveat I would say that works in his favor is that he this was a double weight cut. He was supposed to fight the previous week. His opponent Sean Brady pulled out so they made him fight one week later, meaning he had to he had to make weight again at 170 pounds Double weight cuts in seven days. Uh, very dangerous. That could be it. Of the reason why he did have a poor performance. But he did almost get him out of there in the third round. The referee could have stopped the fight. You know, Jack kind of pulled it out. one by split decision. But this is this fight, this type of performance should really light a fire under his ass. That he has to get it together. And I really hope that he takes some time off to really learn his ground game, to really improve on it, to really take a good life lesson from this bout, probably take the rest of the year off, if not come back in December, but he has to improve on his game if he wants just become champion, which I do believe he has the skill to do so if he improves his ground game. Now with the fight news that we've been getting this week, um, it looks like Paulo Costa is not going to be fighting in Abu Dhabi. He this he did hint to this a while ago that he never signed this bout. It kind of seems like the UFC is starting to do this. I do not know what is happening behind the scenes. They're starting to announce fights that fighters have never agreed to. This is the second time this has happened with Paulo Costa. The first time. They announced a bout between him and Robert Whittaker in New Zealand. And right when they announced it, Paul Costa said, hey, I never sound that bout. I don't know what you all are talking about. And then the UFC um, did not announce it was canceled until like a few days before the event. Which is just strange because it seems like the same thing is happening now. Uh, Paul Costa said he's not fighting in Abu Dhabi in October. And the UFC has yet to put out an official statement, and they're probably going to wait a week before the event again and to cancel it. And it is just so strange. It's so strange. If anything, he should be fighting Hamzat Chimaev. That's the fight he seems like he wants, but I don't know if he's going to be putting pen to paper anytime soon. Uh, UFC's probably going to ice him because of these Two back-to-back counts cancel bouts, which affects their sales, which affects their bottom line. And other... What else do we have here? What else do we have? Um, We do have this main event coming up this Friday. Big Tom Aspinall coming back against Marceline Tybura. This... uh, The UFC knows what they're doing. This bout should be Tom Aspinall's Return bout from his failed fight with Curtis Blades. If any of you all do not recall, uh, a few seconds into that bout with Curtis Blades, I think it was not even two minutes, he uh, tore his knees, his ACL in his knee, something. Yes, he tore his ACL in his knee. He went down. It was the main event and it was just horrible to see because it was his coming out party in the UK and he's been out for a very long time now. So it seems like the UFC still has high hopes for this gentleman. He's still young. I do believe he's gonna get the job done. He's thirty years old, taking on Taburro, who is thirty-seven. Out of all the heavyweights, not named John Jones, he seems to be the most complete. He has all the skills, the tool sets, the ground game, the jiu-jitsu, the boxing. He's not. He is not exceptional in one. Field one type of skill set he's exceptional and dangerous absolutely everywhere and I believe it's going to show in this fight I believe he is going to get the first round finish over Marcin Tabriero because he knows he knows he has something to prove he also is aware that John Jones and Stipe who are matched in uh, November 11th in Madison Square Garden's for the heavyweight championship, the word on the street is that they are both retiring, which opens up this heavyweight division wide open. You have the front leader and Sergey Pavlovich, who is a bad mama jamba. Tom Aspinall is probably the second best there, and then you have Jelton Almeida, and this is the future of the heavyweight division. Could John Jones stick around and take out this fourth generation of fighters? He could. He could, but why risk your legacy? Why risk something you started in the year 2008 to build? It has been almost 20 years later. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to mask a little bit off on that. 14 years later, you're undefeated. You have nothing left to prove against this fourth wave of fighters. You beat three generations. Could you be the fourth? Yes. But why risk your legacy? against heavyweights who does not take a lot to put your lights out so overall that is my prediction Tom Aspinall getting it done gonna probably have to fight one more time and then he's gonna get a heavyweight title that's how I see that playing out and other than that I believe have I covered everything in these events um oh yeah and then Khabib's cousin, Umar Nurmagomedov, We just received word today that he is out of his main event bout next weekend against Corey, the Sandman, Santa Hagan. <sighs> got a shoulder injury reported by Ali Arabdaziz. He has the strangest last name. But that was a fight that we all were looking forward to because Umar is looking like the next bantamweight title contender. People say the 155-155. Uh, 155 pound division is the best the most stacked I beg to differ I do believe it is 135 pound division and Umar and Omega Madoff say that 10 times might be the next champion but it's not looking good with this shoulder injury hopefully he takes as long as he need to get out there's a lot of injuries happening man we had Jamal Hill getting injured last week and Having a uh, rupturing his uh, Achilles and now Umar getting injured, even um, Henry Cejudo pulled out of his bout with the shoulder injury. It's just a lot of injuries. Tom Aspinall returning from injury towards ACL. Goddamn. Whew. Well, I believe I have covered all of the fight news that is going on. I'll keep updating you all with the next one on the next show, as well as that movie. Uh, Oppenheimer. I can't even. Don't even know the name of that one. Oh, oh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, something like that you know what i mean anyways uh thank you guys for listening like i said thumbs up i'll be having more content coming out uh be nice to each other and i'll see you all next time